Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. It's Dr. Zamps, the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician, Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I am joined alongside Rich Van Zant as the Miami Dolphins uh, continue their winning ways, bring their record of 5-3 and three as they go out to Detroit and uh, bring home a victory, 31-27. to 27. Let me just say that Detroit, not a place the Miami Dolphins have a lot of luck going to, uh, it, just throughout their history. Um, they just they don't really play great there. They've had some rough losses there, uh, you know, through, throughout history, Marino era, and and well after that. So uh, you know, take that to mind. You know, um, going out there, putting aside you know Detroit's record, but Detroit does play. Uh, obviously, uh, they play each team tough. Um, they have not been getting wins uh, that often, but they do play tough. Campbell's got them, you know, at least pumped up for games. Uh, so they go out there and basically uh, an offense uh, shows up and it's the Detroit offense as they, they put points on the board and they do it very fast and uh, gain a lead. But then the uh, Miami Dolphins offense eventually gets in gear and it, it doesn't stop and they just uh, they continue to explode and um, too much for the uh, the Detroit Lions. And as I said, they uh, they come out with a victory there, um, 31 to 27, and they bring their record now to five and three. Uh, so we had talked about you know how big uh, uh, you know that that Pittsburgh game was, um, you know getting to to over 500, and now they continue to go uh, with the over 500. We'll see how much they can take that. Um, you know, before they start to stall. So let me give you the stat line. Two, a 29 for 36, uh, 382 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, a, a really a fantastic game. Uh, when you look at uh, the accuracy there uh, on top of the yardage, and he becomes um, the first guy, you know, Dolphin-wise to do that, over 350, and I think over 80% of his pass is completed. So that's a big thing. Um, Rushing-wise, Mostert, again, was your leading rusher, 14 for 64. And uh, the receiving crew, um, monster numbers. Tyreek Hill, 12 for 188. Jalen Waddell, 8 for 106. He had the two touchdowns. And Gesicki uh, gets in the mix again, 3 for 38, but he also gets another touchdown uh, and another horrible dance. So there you go. That's uh, what the Dolphin offense does. Uh, 
Goff on the other side, 27 for 37. He had the one touchdown, no interception. So he had a solid game. Jamal Williams, 10 for 53. He's your leading uh, rusher for them, and he had two touchdowns early. And uh, TJ uh, Hawkinson, 3 for 80. And Khalif Raymond, 3 for 76. Those are your leading receivers for the Lions, respectively. Um, so that's basically it in a nutshell. And uh, when the um, offense exploded, it was uh, a monster explosion, uh, 1,688 receiving yards combined between Hill and Waddle this year uh, through eight games, and that's the most all-time in the history of the NFL, through eight games. So um, obviously they're they're doing uh, a lot of electric things. We'll see how that transpires and how far it goes. Um, so, Rich, there's that, and, uh, you know, uh, obviously um, there's a lot of takeaways from the game uh, positive, but there's also a lot of negative. But I should say before you go on uh, an entire defensive rant, the Miami Dolphins headlines today: um, just the second second week in a row, Dolphins have shut out their opponent completely in the second half. So there is that. <laughs> yeah, I guess the Detroit was tired from running up and down the field in the first half. Yeah, I mean you can't discount that though. They've shut out both. You know, they've shut no, two teams I, I out in the second that. half. They, only they look, team in the NFL to do like that now. They look the worst defense I've ever saw in my life. I know, but they look like the worst defense I've ever saw in my life in the first half. They, they yeah, look but the se- you know? right, but the second half, obviously, very telling yeah, and very different. They, yep. We didn't even know what the putter's name was until the third quarter. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt about it. I mean, first half, they, they were very... Yeah, yeah, they they really couldn't stop anybody, and they and and of course they put the, you know, the emphasis on the offense, and and you know the offense did respond. But you know when you come out with a thirty-one to twenty-seven victory with that kind of offense, you certainly need the defense to do something to keep you in the game. And 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 the point I'm making is they shut them out in the second half, and they did the same thing the week before. They're the only team in the NFL to do that. That's nothing to shake a you know a leg at. I mean that's that's. That's a pretty big no. feat. Now, obviously, there's a lot of issues with this defense, and, um, you know, we'll see. But Yes, but from the same token, you're the only team to beat the best team in football this year and the highest, you know, uh, the most potent offense you. in football. So, I got you, you know, that kind of washes that up. It's scary when a one-win te- one team can do that to you in a half of football. That's my point, you know. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm just bringing the other side to the coin because there is obviously, um, you know, things here that, you know, you want to dismiss, but you really can't. I mean, they've stopped the top defense, right? I mean, the top offense in the league, and they've beaten the best team in football this year. And now, uh, you know, they were able to obviously um, become more than stingy in the second half of two games in a row. So, um, you know. You can't do that if you're you're totally inept, obviously. So there is something there, but then there's obviously uh, another aspect there's to problems. this team. Yeah, there's definitely, that, there's definitely some problems there. And what do you attribute the uh, the differences in halves? I don't, I don't know. I can't. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't think it's adjustments. I don't know. I, I really can't put my finger on what's different. It's almost like they're like in a fog to start the game. You know, okay. there's a, it seems there's a lot of misplays, a lot of missed tackles. You know, uh, you know, cornerbacks not covering properly. You know, getting beat. You know, head on, and 
you know, I think our linebackers are inept at times. You know, I, and I, I wonder how really much better this team would be. Team. You know, we don't get, w- we don't really seem to knock the guy down with the first hit. It takes like three hits to get somebody down. It seems there's a lot of broken plays. I mean, the yards after a missed tackle, it's got to be astronomical with this defense. Yeah, I wonder how much better this team would be if they never blitzed, because uh, it seems like every blitz turns out to be a disaster. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but um, yeah, they not just, good. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. And, and our, and our right, I think they blitz because the pass rush doesn't get anybody. You know. And you know what, I think a big problem this year, too, is, Pat, we're not getting interceptions. I think that's a big problem. But that kind of has changed. That kind of has changed, though, uh, in in the last few weeks, right? Um, That was a major problem in the first beginning of this year. You know, we've gotten more turnovers since then. Um, But, you know, I, I... think that when you have a banged up secondary like we have, I mean, we have a banged up secondary for sure, um, you're exposing that secondary on on blitzes, especially when you don't get to the quarterback on these blitzes. And a lot of times what you're seeing is you're seeing them uh, get real quick passes off on our blitzes that amount to uh, tremendous gains and and big third downs and stuff like that, right? No one's in the middle of the field covering them, and then it just seems to go for a long way. But, like, you know, yeah. I, I understand how our, our defense is banged up, and I know Howard's been hurt a lot, you know, but it seems like they're not afraid to go after him. It's not like they're keying on the other guys. that They're going right after him, and he's getting beat a lot. That's that's what's troubling. You know, it's not like they're avoiding him and, and picking out the weak spots of the secondary. They're going after him, and get, they're having a lot of success with going after him. I, don't I think you're exaggerating that a little bit. I don't think they're going after him a lot. I mean, I think that he has been beaten, and certainly, you know, there's times, uh, you know, when that has happened. I wouldn't say that they're they're purposely going after him a lot, or it's in, you know, a, a, a big number. But there have been times when you know he gets beat for sure um, for some big plays. You know, I don't know that. Um, you know, you you, you take. I oh, think I it was a crossing. Would have beat up secondary. But you get a, you know, when you're talking about a beat up secondary like that, you would think they would avoid the best guy on the field. He's just supposed to be one of the best corners in football, and they seem to be going after him more than avoiding him. That's my point. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it, it, there's some of that maybe to be said. Certainly, I mean, he is he is injured. He's been injured a lot of this year, um, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's as exaggerated as you. You know, you see. I mean, we didn't have a guy rush for uh, or receive for over 100 yards on the other end. You know, so um, I mean, it is what it is. There's certainly uh, issues there, but um, but as I said, I think there's also some semblance of, of of something going on there that's that's pretty good as well. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how it uh, it all comes together. Um, we, you know, like we said that this is a part in the schedule that you know. I don't like to say soft in any respect because there's not a team in this league that can't beat you and beat you good on any given day. I mean, the, the parity has certainly uh, showed its face hard in the NFL. Um, these teams. Did you see the one stat from yesterday? It was the first time in NFL history that there was only one winning team that played another winning team all day. Okay, so all the teams um, with a winning so, record played teams with losing records yesterday, except for one. 
well that would that would tend to say that there's really what good teams and bad teams right that's opposite of what's what really is no i I don't know how do you read that there's a lot of bad teams yeah there's a lot i don't know i think that means there's a lot of bad teams you know a lot of bad teams or maybe not as many good teams rich well same thing right I, I guess at a certain point it becomes, you know, <laughs> equal. When you're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think at a, at a certain yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a strange thing. I guess if you if you look around, I mean, there there certainly are some good teams. You know, I mean, Buffalo's is, is, is obviously a really good team. Kansas City is a good team. Um, but from that same mark, I think there's teams that. Or, you know, they maybe have better records than you would think that are good right now. Like, okay, Philadelphia is undefeated. They're a good team, too. Um, but, you know, the Jets have a winning record. The Dolphins have a winning record. Yep. The Ravens have a winning yep. record. The Bengals have a winning record. Tennessee has a winning record. Kansas City, I said. The Chargers, I think, even have a winning record. And that's just in the AFC. So yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to make this. You know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Giants, Cowboys, and the Eagles have winning records, right? Yeah. Yep. So I. I don't know. Um. I don't know. I'm kind of like stumped on that. But all I will say is, it's very hard to find a team that you know you feel can't beat you. But I, my original point was, if you look at the schedule. We might be five and three right now, and there might be people who predicted you would be five and three, but I don't think anybody saw this path to five and three. And if they tell you they no. did, I think they're lying. No, it's crazy. Yeah. And so, if two of us go down, we, we probably have one or two losses. I, I think the, the, you know, you could definitely take one of the, you know, two of them away. I think of two of plays. Yeah, I mean it's possible. Obviously, this guy wins. I mean, he's Bengals for sure. You know, was you eleven and two? I can't say you beat the Jets because you weren't even in that game. So we can say, well, obviously he would have played, but you can't say that one. You got to take that one out of the mix. Remember how inept? You know, remember how inept the offense was, though. You know, we were going three and out, three and out, three and out. He wouldn't have done that. You know, so I, I, I got you. I don't know if you could say that though. Like, obviously, I mean, that was a game that we really were not in at all. You know, um, but uh, I think it's you know, the quarterback position. The quarterback position certainly affected the offense. There's no doubt about that. The defense was, you know, the Jets' offense ran all over us. I mean, you can't disguise that. that. We had, we had a know, bad day that day. We had, we, had, we had a chance late in that game to, you know, to take the lead. Yeah, you know, I got then, you. Uh, you know, I got the, you. The it's possible. Zone, you know? Yeah, I got you. I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I mean, I just don't think you could chuck that up to an automatic. If the Jets went back to their lackluster self, you know, but they have won other games, so uh, we'll never know. So we can sit here and argue that point, and we'll never know the answer yeah. to it. But, um, yeah, I just think that uh, – you know, the, the, this is a part of the schedule where you're getting a couple teams that you you should be beatable. So you could really, you know, make some sense and, and make a run here to to get you know some some pretty good breathing room. I mean, yeah. we're we're 
you're um, you're what? You're at the halfway mark. I mean, kind of, right? I don't know. It's a 17 game schedule right now, right? You got eight in the book, yeah. so um, the, you know, uh, so you're you're pretty much at the halfway mark. So um, you know, it's it's it, it's it's where you want to be, but I think you have a chance to even get better. And you know, a lot of this has to do with, like you said, with your quarterback. I mean, the guy the guy wins. There's he's, he's what 11 and two in his last 13 games. I mean, the guy wins. Yeah. Anybody, even his distractors, who, you know, they still just seem to be there. It's amazing that they are. But they, they, give uh, a, they give him a loss against Cincinnati when he played, like, less than half the game. Is that great? Is that, is, is that one of them that he got the loss yeah. with? Yeah, they count, they count that, yeah. Do they count that whether or not you have the lead? Or that doesn't factor I don't think in? It's like a pitcher. I think as long as you start it, that counts. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like a So it doesn't matter if you leave the game with a lead. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. But he was losing okay. when he left anyway, but we were yeah, yeah, he was controlling the game. You know it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know. I think that uh I think there was a good chance you were gonna win that game. I do. And yep. and I, I I don't dispute what you're saying that they could have won, you know, those other games. I and mean, certainly they would have been better off than they were without him. That's for sure. Yep. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, the Buffalo Bills look really, really good. They look really good right now. Now, things change, yep. but they look really good. So, um, you know, I think the Dolphins just have to week by week just play their game and see where the chips fall. You know, um, that's going to be very tough division to win. It's, it's going to be very tough to win. Now, you did beat them already, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. There's a lot of of things that have to kind of play itself out, and uh, you know, it'll be exciting to see. But I think we both agree that the one thing we want to see is just a healthy Tua and and a healthy team to compete for the rest of the year, and 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 then we'll see where everything kind of lands. You know, but I think that's what it comes down to. Did you see the move that the Ravens made today? Yeah, I, I did see that. I'm, in fact, they're just putting that well, across. Uh, right? Well, I, I mean, you know, I think that. One of the best linebackers in football. They got him for a song. They gave away a two and a five for him. I mean, you know. Is that what they, I mean, is that what they gave, a two yeah. and a five? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm very disappointed that we weren't involved in that. I mean, we should. Remember we were going to draft him and he had to miss a year almost with Dallas because he blew his knee out? He was he was right. that we were going to take him in the first round, and he got hurt. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I don't you think? I mean, it's a stretch to say he's one of the best linebackers in football. You see, he's got he got five and a half sacks, the most tackles. He's the only linebacker that has multiple interceptions and multiple sacks. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who thought that he wasn't, you know, where they had hoped he would be. Having a really good year. He's having a decent year. I'm not saying he's not, but I don't think he's the best linebacker, one of the best linebackers in football. But I, but from that I think same he's got the standpoint, most, he's got the most tackles. He's got the most tackles since he's played of any linebacker in that era. He's a good, he's a good but player. how long has he played? He sat the one year out completely, right? So he's in year four or five. Four or five. I mean, I, I definitely think that the Dolphins linebacking crew could use, you know, uh, a shot in the arm for sure, you know. Yeah, um, no And I know you've liked this guy, but then you were down on him too. 
well, I don't want to use a first round pick on him, but we should have taken a shot later in the in the in the draft at him. You know what I mean? You can't you can't use a first round pick for a guy you know is going to miss a whole year. You know? Yeah. But you know, it, you know the you know the the, uh, the Cowboys did a nice job getting him. You know, I don't know why they didn't keep him. I think he had a falling out with Jones about the contract. Wasn't that the problem? I don't know. Is it, uh, he's in his fourth year, so where does this contract stand? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I, they traded him wouldn't for some that, reason. He was, maybe he wanted to renegotiate or something. And, and, yeah, because you know, wouldn't that rookie contract be, be up? Yeah, you would think. Yeah. All right, hold that thought. Let's take a quick break. We'll continue right after this. Yep. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. This is Paul Warfield, and you are listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt. Just a reminder, we'll uh, take you right up to the Monday Night Football game, which is the Bengals and the Browns. And uh, you can catch all our episodes right on iTunes. Just go right to the iTunes store and subscribe. You get them delivered right on your phone. And you can send us any questions, comments to Show at yahoo.com. So as we were saying, uh, we were talking about uh, the, um, the Dolphins linebacking crew and how it could certainly, uh, it seems at times, uh, be a, a weak link uh, in the Dolphins. And Rich was talking about uh, the trade, which they're, they're flashing. Um, but that's uh, what, uh, Raquan Smith, is that? Uh, who are you talking about? Yep, Rockwell Smith. Yep. Now, now, how did he? How did he go? Because he, he's, he, they traded for. He's a bear, right? He's a bear. Yeah. 
Yeah, how yep. did that? So they gave like, up a second round. Of, I don't know. They gave up a second round and a fifth rounder for him. You know, there was no talk about money or anything else. No, no, no. Uh, but I mean, like, uh, he was with Dallas. How did that? Like, how did that all transpire? I'm kind of out of the loop with it. I think he was traded, or he was traded. Or, I think he was traded. I, I don't think he was a free agent. I don't think they released him. I think it was a trade with Dallas. So Dallas traded him to the Bears, and now he's traded again to the yeah. Ravens. That's how that uh-huh. kind of went. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Bears are cutting, cutting people because they figure the season score. I guess you know. They what? I guess they're just cutting payroll, you know, and trying to get draft picks for the future, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, though. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if you're getting a two and a five for him, that's pretty good production. I don't think he's been as productive as you're, you're making him out to be, though. Um, he's certainly not one of, like, one of the best linebackers in football, but it doesn't mean he can't help out a good defense. And you say he's got a lot of tackles. I mean, obviously, that's a good sign. Um, I think the, I mean, the Bears are playing pretty good football. They're off that monstrous win in New England, and then they lost last week. So, um, you know, if you get a two and a five with what they seem to they be doing with somebody a new else coach. last week, too. They traded their best yeah. pass rusher last week, too. So they're, they're yeah. definitely getting rid of people. Why? Well, they're getting rid of people, but I think that they're—I think they're getting rid of people, but I think that they're—they're they're kind of building. You know what I mean? Like they're getting rid of some high-paid guys. Yeah. They're certainly cutting salaries. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. I like—I don't think they're getting rid of people like in a dump to like absolutely rebuild. I think they think they're on the right path to rebuilding right now, and so they're trying to load up picks and stay young and dump a lot of those old veteran salaries. I guess right. Yeah, and the other the other news was we're we're talking to the Broncos about Bradley Chubb. Yeah. And but they want a first round pick. But guess who else is trying to do it too? New the England? Jets. Oh the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. So I don't think the price is gonna go down is my what my feeling is, you know. If they yeah, don't pull the trigger yeah. on that he can end up in the Midlands. You know? How do you feel about that? I mean, would you make that trade right now? Yeah, I would because our linebackers stick. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, 100%, you know, and like you know, are you going to get somebody in the first round as good as him next year? Probably not. He's coming off the rookie contract, so you have to you have to sign him before the trade can be made. You know, and you also have to be careful because you don't forget you just lost a <laughs> high draft pick. Oh, I know. We we well, we would yeah. Good, thanks, Steve. Good job. Yeah, man. you know exactly. Yeah, I so. Know. I know, I, I know. We're not going to have a first round pick, but remember the first round picks is San Francisco's. So how good is it going to be anyway? It's probably like a second round pick anyhow. You know, it's not going to be great, but I don't think it's going to be thirty two. You know what I mean? No, uh, I think be they got to be. But it's probably going to be in the over twenty five though. You know, probably, but you got to be careful. I think. I mean, I, I guess it depends on how high you are on Chubb. You know. Well, here's the, my point. You're going to need a linebacker at some point. You're going to have to draft one high at some point. You're not going to find Bradley Chubb at 25 in the draft next year. You know what I mean? That's what you got to look at. He's still very young. Right. So you put him in that high so regard. I, I think he, I would do it. Yeah, I would do it. He's a, you know, he's a game-changer guy, you know? Where would you put Channing Tindale in there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could go back to Georgia and get his degree. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's. I think they thought that that was going to be like, you know, their 
their solidifying linebacker, but uh, certainly has not thus far shown that to be the case. Um, So, uh, so yeah, and if the Jets uh, Jets are that serious about, you know, Chubb, then that is a concern, especially because you have to give, you know, you got to give the Jets defense and Salah credibility. There's no doubt about it, whether you like them or not. That's what the guy does, and, and that, defense is is their ball ball handling very strongly i mean they are really coming to play week in week out and you wouldn't want to see a linebacker of that caliber go there now is it a first round pick for them that's what they're they're looking to do as well rich i would think that's what denver is asking for a first round pick yeah i would think that's what they're asking for yeah and that would be the jets first round pick which would be wherever they would land right yeah whatever they so jets Jets and San Francisco would be the two that they're kind of contemplating against. While we're on the trade subject, what did McCafferty trade? What did they get for that? Or what did they give up, I guess? I I don't really remember because I know when we dropped out of it, I kind of like went to the back. Well, we were in it. We were in it. Like, curious in it. They wanted multiple picks, right? Didn't they want multiple picks? Yeah, they got multiple picks. I just don't know if they got. A first round or what it was. They did get multiple picks. I know that, but I wasn't sure. I figured it's. I don't know either, so I, I didn't know whether you had known if they had gotten a first rounder or whatnot for McCafferty. Who, right who, who, to be honest with you, the amount of picks. Wait a minute. Let's say. Let's yeah, go ahead. Says here. Go ahead. So, and to be honest with you, um, you know, McCafferty's talent has not never been the issue. I mean, the guy can play. He's fanta- fantastic. When he's healthy, yeah. it's just it's, a matter of him being healthy. healthy. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. That was like you know, had me, you know, you know, like uh, you know, do we, do we make a move like that? But you know, the thing is, he wouldn't be your every down back. You know what I mean? Like you could use him in spots where you could keep him healthy. You know? I mean, he certainly had a phenomenal game yesterday. But you know, again, it's like you know, it, it, does he stay on the field? But I think that the place where he went emphasizes that because, uh, you know, he's Shanahan's guy, basically. Are you ready? And, the yeah. Niners sent a second, third, fourth, and fifth round pick to the Carolina Panthers. So basically they really? the whole draft. <laughs> yeah. They really gave that much for him? Yeah, a second, third, fourth, and fifth, yeah. Wow. I mean, so that's, 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 that's a lot, you know. That's, that's much more than I thought they gave up for him. <laughs> they don't have any picks. No, you you can't do that. We you have can't do that. They basically they don't have any yeah. They don't have any picks. They basically here. gave away the whole draft for him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, so no, I, I wouldn't have done that. that. No, I, I wouldn't have done that. That's you can't. That's crazy. You know. But you would give up your first round pick. Well, I guess yeah. it wasn't a first round pick. It was a second and a fifth. You said for Raquan Smith. Right. Okay. Yeah, I would have done you would that. Do, you and would do both give, of these trades then. First one for Chubb. And I would do a yeah. first for Chubb. You know. Okay. You know, Interesting. Time, we'll I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do yeah. it without a contract because you know you don't want to give up a first round pick and any walks after the year. You know. Yeah. But that that shouldn't be a problem. You know what I mean? I would think that they would let them work that out before the trade was finalized. 
Yeah, I would think so too. I would think that uh, yeah, either one of these teams. And is it basically between uh, the Jets and us? That's what they say. I mean, you know, who knows if somebody else jumps in, but that's the two but, teams that they're rumored to be involved right now. What other re- trade rumors have you heard? Anything? Any big names no, nothing, floating around? Nothing, ex- nothing exciting, no. No, just, I actually heard. I actually heard that. something though. I heard that we're involved with Cedric Wilson Jr. Really? and that he obviously has not really. He has hardly played. I mean, he's really hasn't played that much for us. And I heard that the Dallas Cowboys are really interested in getting him back. And you know what's going on with them, you know, receiving wise. I, I heard that they're interested right. now in getting him back. So I heard that. Uh, yeah, really, that, he really, he's been a non-entity for us with that free agent. He really kind of right? has. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by on the air next week if Cedric Wilson Jr. is traded. Yeah. And you no, know, it, you know, it, they would probably do that in a heartbeat because of the, it would free up cap space too. You know. But, free up cap space, but also, like, I don't understand the Craycraft thing. I mean, you know I'm kind of high on him. I think well, he's he, a really oh, good no, ball he player. He had a neck injury yesterday, Pat. Yes, I understand, but even before the neck injury, you know, he basically yeah, has been back and forth and back and forth. And, so you think that's uh, financial crap? Yeah, isn't it always? Yeah. Seems like when yeah, they play games they play, like that. I think they can play games with him because they can. Yeah. Yeah, right. sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There's no doubt about it. So and I think um, if somebody puts a claim in, right, if somebody puts a claim in on one of your guys on the practice squad, they don't automatically get him. You have to bring him to the roster, right, or you let him go. Isn't that correct? Like you don't, you, you, you have to just like okay, he's, he's exposed and he's gone. You'd have to bring him to the 53-man roster to keep him, right? Is that that uh, to keep him? You're not to yeah, let him right. go. You're saying. You're right, yeah, yeah I think I'm saying, you're right like, on that. You can't just lose him because he's on the practice squad. So I think right. that's why they're doing it, you know. And what about um, when you look at, like, uh, uh, who they, they brought Malcolm Butler in, right? What's the deal with that? Like, if that just didn't pan out? Yeah, I guess not. I, I mean, I heard they brought him in for a tryout on, like, Wednesday or Thursday, and then I didn't hear anything else. So obviously I didn't either. Him. So well, it obviously it's, didn't work out. Maybe they're waiting for after, after tomorrow and see if they can – if they're making, maybe they got their eye on somebody else, and he's like the backup plan. I don't know, dude. I can't tell you. I have no idea. It's kind of strange because was, you know. There, it's just, wasn't there one other quarterback we were looking at with somebody in a trade? There was another guy we brought in. Somebody else. Too. Yeah, no, there was another guy that's on somebody else's team that we were looking to trade for. That he, he was kind of oh, like yeah. on the outs with somebody. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's like, you know, he wants out. One of the it's one of the crappier teams. I can't remember who it is. Maybe no, like I know a there's guy or something. Okay, I know the Maybe Jets and their wide receiver. You know, the Jets are probably trading their, their wide receiver because they've had issues with him, and he was that uh, guy he, didn't make he never the, plays. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, he'll probably see him go. Oh, you somewhere know what was a too. weird one yesterday? I'll tell you a weird healthy scratch yesterday for us, Ro. What's up with that? I don't understand that either. I thought that that was very strange. I don't know what went on there. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you all know, the issues it, that we're having in the secondary, and you're, you're not bringing – he's not even dressed. It doesn't make any sense. He, he was the starter. I mean, he was really the starter. Yeah. And so to, to get demoted in that, you know, way, it was, it was very strange, I thought. Um, 
very weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It, it, it really was. Uh, I don't know. I, it's very hard to figure out how and why they do the things that they, they do do, you know. Um, I mean, Kohu had a good game, uh, and I like him, and I think he's very talented. So, um, you know, he factors in. And then, of course, Igbenogany had his best game ever as a pro the week before. Um, so, you know, I guess you see where that kind of settles. Does that is that an anomaly, or is that the beginning of you know the start of his his career taking off in a in a better direction? Well, I hope it's the, the yeah, latter. Madison says he can fix them. Well, you know, I, I mean, here we'll say. Sam Madison didn't get there last week, so let's go. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he's got the secret potion, he better start divvying it out. <laughs> he didn't say he fixed it in a week. He said he no, it's a, it's, a, it's a process. How long is Sam Madison's contract? Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Give me two more years, I'll make him a pro bowler. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see. And I think that that's obviously, uh, you know, a. a a part of this whole thing. Um, but the Rose thing has me baffled as well. Um, you know, Rose solid. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. You know, it's it, very strange. Yeah. I don't know how you get from the top position to not dressing, you know, is that something like you were late for a meeting or you did something? Yeah. That's what that, to me, that's what that would insinuate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, talent-wise, I mean, with the patience they've had with Noah, I mean, that doesn't, you know, I don't see what football yeah. play could have changed that. Yeah, absolutely right. I think that insinuates that there's, uh, you know, a, a disciplinary issue that um, that you're not dressing. Yep. For sure. And ironically, we're talking about them bringing in the guy with the biggest uh, – disciplinary question mark in the history of football and that's uh, not playing Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl after he makes the the, the, the biggest the biggest interception and arguably the greatest play in Super Bowl history a couple of years before so that that's bizarre. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I still, to this day, I don't understand that. Um, I've heard different things about that. Uh, what it seems to boil down to is a fight with Matt Patricia, who, by the way, is the defensive coordinator genius, who's now the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. So, um, but well, that that you know, hey, this. hey, if you could build a rocket, you could do both. Come on. <laughs> there you go. I guess so. So that that's that's a little bizarre. I always thought that was very strange happening, and and I guess that uh, I, is it all Patricia? I don't know. I can't imagine that, but I guess. I mean, obviously he's the head of there, and if he's benching him, Belichick's not going to intervene. But it just seemed like there was a lot of direct towards Belichick that went on there. Right for when that well, went on. Look at, look at what Belichick did two weeks ago. You know he, you know last Monday yeah. night he pulled, he pulled his quarterback Davis out, like really yeah. violently benched him. Yeah, and then he starts him again the next week. Like that's yeah. strange. Usually when you see Max. something like that, the guy doesn't play for a while. You know. Yeah, the Mac very Jones weird. thing was very strange. It was. All yeah. right. On that note, 
back after this. <laughs> I was called a back. Hi, after. this is John Alford, all number 56, the old Miami Dolphin linebacker. You're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Monday night football game, which is the uh, Bengals at the Browns. And on that note, Rich, Jamar Chase uh, not playing in this game, so that's going to obviously be a big factor. He's got that hip injury, and those are never good. No, they're like six to eight weeks, and they said it could be much longer. I mean, do you know exactly what it is? They don't know exactly what it is. They're still doing more tests and they, they're hoping it's not a capsule injury where he needs surgery. So, you know, let's what Tua had in college. So they're hoping that's not cracked through. They're gonna, I guess they're going to see if it heals on its own for a while, and then they may have to do uh, some kind of surgery. I hate hip injuries. I really do. I mean, I guess I'm just like, – No, they're not good. I'm gun- they're not good. I'm gun-shy since Bo Jackson, obviously. But even before that, I remember that John Taylor injury when he was on the uh, – the 49ers, um, but I guess right. I will say that he did he did recover and he came to the Giants and he was productive after that. Um, but uh, that was nasty, you know. I just don't like hip injuries; they just they get. No, to me. I don't like him either. You know, unfortunately with Bo, what happened was you know he got he got the vein cut off, the blood supply cut off when it popped back in, and the hip died because there was no blood flow. If, if they would have MRI'd him and operated right away, he would have been fine. You know, it's a shame how that happened. They didn't MRI I him? guess that wasn't. No, they didn't MRI. They thought it was just like, you know, it just popped in and out, and they didn't know that the blood flow was, you know, 
had stopped going to the hip and didn't, and the whole hip bone died. He had to get a hip replacement. So that, that's what ended his career. It's a shame. It really is because it's something that could have been very could have been avoided. And I don't know if you heard this, but uh, he recently has just done an interview, and take it for what it's worth, but he said that he had a talk with his wife the night before, and he 100% decided that he was retiring from football for good after that season. Is that right? Yeah, he just came out and uh, basically said that wow. he, he he talked with her and and his uh, he was tired of moving his son around. His son was getting you know he was a young kid and he was tired of moving him around school and all that kind of stuff and and that he needed to be more of a father like and, and put his foot down from moving the kid around and had talked to his wife and had um, made up his mind that that's what he was going to do and that. Because this basically happens, he says he looks at it as a blessing that he wasn't a bad guy to the Raiders for retiring. Uh, he didn't have to do that in a sense. Obviously, it ended his baseball career for the most part anyway. I know he did come back. Yeah, but, I mean, he did um, try to come back with the White House, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. You know? And uh, so he had uh, just come out to say that. And, yeah, I think if there's one thing you say about Bo Jackson is that, you know, if a guy says that, i got to take him at his word because obviously he's the kind of guy that will stick to his his uh, you know, yeah. moral constitution. I mean, you see what happened with Tampa and all that. So he, you know, I, I, I guess if he says that, you kind of have to believe that he would have done that. It's a shame, but, too, because he, he was on the verge of becoming a great baseball player. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um you know, yeah, we, so we saw some things he did that we have not seen since. I mean, it's crazy. He was on the verge of really becoming something immortal, you know? Is, yeah, it would have been interesting to see how that played out. He was becoming, you know, yeah. a, a better hitter, and uh, obviously you know the, the, the arm and the talent that's there. So, yeah, it would have been real interesting, yeah. and we kind of miss out on it's that. Funny, I saw one of those. I saw one of those in that play where he ran up the wall after he hooked the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just looking at that, it's like it doesn't. If we saw that in a movie, we would like turn the TV off. You know, we would like that. You know, it's impossible. It's strange too when you look at the whole thing of what you know. The uh, obviously the the dissension between Marcus Allen and and Al Davis, right? And they they basically have Marcus <laughs> Allen as a blocking fullback. When Bo Jackson's Same. there, and then how they <laughs> right. lose Bo Jackson, and then Marcus. Uh, goes as well. So, um, yeah, it's just very strange, and, and you know how all these things kind of play into each other, and and uh, the the course of events that that follow through. You know, the Raiders always seem yeah, to Paul be. Jackson almost uh, got us a ring. Yeah, it would have been really fun to see Marcus Allen as a Miami Dolphin. There's no doubt about that, and uh, he obviously played for many years after that in Kansas I think, City. I, I think yeah. it, I'm convinced that would have pushed us over the top. Yeah, I I think that would have been pretty special, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. there were certainly some other holes and stuff, but um, you know, I, I I mean, you basically I guess would have been looking at Marcus Allen, uh, Terry Kirby, Bobby Humphrey time, right? I mean, that's where he basically yeah. would have been. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's Marcus Allen for goodness sakes, you know. <laughs> but we'll never know. Um, Daddy would have had a field day with that, you know. Yeah, he would. Like he really Tony, would. Tony Nathan on steroids. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Would have been a I know. Throw, and plus, he could block, too. He really did. He yeah. really was oh. a great blocker. Yeah, I say they made him a fullback, but you know what? He was phenomenal yeah. at this position. I mean, the guy yeah. was just something else. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was a tough one. Um, but, you know, that that's kind of how it went. That team, yeah, doctor, it's really that team doctor really gave us a screwing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Chuck Munson. You, you know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, remember that one? Remember when yeah. Red Arbuck, yeah. when Bill Walton yeah. was there? And Bill Walton could hardly yeah. walk? And he's smoking a cigar in the, in the room. He goes, what do you think, Bill? He goes, I think I gave you one or two years. He goes, yeah, I think he's okay. We'll sign him. The doctors are saying he can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> Orbach overruled that one. We needed him as a GM. <laughs> I know. Makes you wonder. You know, um, when you look at the Raiders, it's very strange. I mean, the Raiders are, you know, they're in the mix of a lot of these kind of things. And, you know, I've heard this, and I honestly believe that if, the, if that lawsuit wasn't going through with Al Davis and Pete Rozelle during that time, I, I think Marino becomes a Raider. I really think that that would be, you know, that Al Davis would have been all over him, but he was so preoccupied, you know, with the lawsuit and all that stuff that was going on. That you know he kind of kind of got overlooked in a big way. Yeah, so that could have happened. You know? Yeah, you I know. remember seeing that 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 uh, the, the sports update and headline news how you know Miami was like real close to getting Neil Allen from Marino. I'm like uh, and Neil Anderson. I'm like, oh God, no. <laughs> yeah, that was a trade. That was a trade that was very yeah. close to happening around 1988. Yeah. And uh, Marino yeah. obviously was having the contract uh, dispute with Robbie, and uh, it was Neil Anderson and Jim McMahon that were involved in that was trade. Jim McMahon was that, in that too. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember McMahon seeing was in the, it too. The highlights. Of, oh God, yeah, that was just awful. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. What a horror show that would have been. <laughs> yeah. So they, but you got to draft Bosa and Kumaro consecutive years, so that should have appeased I'm pretty, you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced <laughs> that if that trade would have happened, nobody would be listening to this show right now because this show wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Shula, though. So, you know, there's yeah. one thing you could say with Shula, like Furman said, you know. Yeah. It's Don Shula. I mean, he's yeah. going yeah. to make some kind of product work. <laughs> no matter what I you give him, he's going to serve yeah. something that's going to taste pretty decent. Yeah. So. I don't think him and McMahon would have got along too well. No, it seems like there'd be a clash there, but you know, but from the same mark, I mean, you see, Shula has had a lot of characters throughout the years, you know, and the Brian Coxes and and all them, and that's the one thing that he's pretty much been able to do is, in some capacity, keep you know keep things steady. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, it would have been interesting to see how that would have played out, but. Um, but Shula's not stupid either, you know. So Shula's gonna—I don't know that he's gonna clash with him the same way Ditka did. And uh, and you know, let's face it, that team never won without him. They just never did. I mean, they were never the same no. when he wasn't in the lineup, you know. No. So <laughs> something to be said with that. He's—it's like two, <laughs> you know. So, certain guys win. I mean, certain guys just win. 
And we've said with Chad Henney, and Chad Henney's ears must be ringing. And week in and week out, his ears must be ringing on the sideline. He must think his two Super Bowl rings are clashing together. But, but he must be just, because uh, we bring him up more than anybody else, I, I guarantee oh, the, Kansas City, yes. yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs radio show doesn't mention him like we do. You think you think? You think the Raiders' phones ringing from Green Bay right now, trying to get Devontae Adams back? I mean, I, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to say this. I look at—I don't know who's more miserable, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. And I think they're, they're different the kinds, but they're different kinds yeah. of miserable. Because when I look at Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers seems to me. Like, he is just so done with the game. And he just seems like he's just so dumb, done with it. And he's so talented that he can basically just show up. He could show up and just, you know, just play the game and, and throw, do what he's got to do because he's just that talented at this, you know, at this time in his career. Um, you know, that he can just kind of punch, punch in and, and do that and just check out. And I see him on the sidelines, and he must just be a treat because you see LaFleur, and he's just you, – you can see the two of them, and it just, it just looks like there's just so much friction there. And, and he's got to be difficult. He really has to be. I mean, he's, he's talks with the media, you know, to get back towards this co, it just it's it's got to be an awful environment. That team just looks like a sinking ship. And yeah, as far as oh, Devontae yeah. Adams, yeah, I oh, he's I think that coach. would he started he started three weeks ago. How like it wasn't yeah. working out for him there. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, so I, I I watched that the other day, and I was just like, look at him, like he's on the sidelines, and he's got a push on, and then he gets in there, and he and he goes on the. He goes on a 35-second drive and throws a touchdown pass, and then he goes back to the bench and sits down and puts his head down, and he's all pissed off, and his beard's long and gray, <laughs> and, and the cold wind is whistling through it, you know? And then the guy comes out to kick a field goal that would put them into one possession where they'd need an onside, and the guy misses the kick, and he just puts puts his head, shakes his head, puts it down. It just seems yeah, like it's, it's, just, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, going through the motions, kind of. Yeah, it really does. And I know he's got that contract. That was the problem. And then they just signed him now to, like, a multi-year contract, right? Doesn't make any sense to me. It wasn't a one-year deal. You would think he'd be content. No, no. I can't. You know, that personality, you never can make those guys happy. You know, that's just the way it is, you know. They're just malcontent like that. He's a malcontent. Is that what you're saying? Always. Yeah, always, yeah. always something, you know, always something. Yeah, and I don't think and that you other, can. Uh, and can we, you think that you know? Can I stop hearing how great Derek Carr is, please? <laughs> you know. Can yeah, you, I, turn I, the page on that. I just say he is what he is. He's Derek Carr. All he's right? Derek stop Carr. The, yeah. Stop with the greatness stuff, all right? Because he's not great. I agree. What I will say though is there's been a lot less quarterbacks that have have been rewarded with multi-year deals from their team, and he should have at least got that. But he is Derek Carr, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, he's Derek Carr. He is what but he is. You know, Derek just Carr. Because, just because some teams like the Cowboys 
give like you know quarterbacks who are above you know slightly above average like Dak Prescott forty million a year doesn't make everybody has to do it. You know I don't believe in the all or nothing thing. You know no, but I don't that. think Derek Carr was looking for forty million a year for the last five years. I mean he's been looking just to be their quarterback, and every year they've kind of you know yeah, jumped him around. Yeah, I think that's the going rate now though. Pat, I don't think yes. That, you can get a long-term deal without being a crazy like No, that. but it was, it's not you know? It's not just now. He's been trying to get a deal for a while now, yeah. and they've kind of put yep. him off, you know. And Josh McDaniel now is kind of, you know, he, that's getting real ugly real fast. Hey, that's getting so ugly that Belichick's probably, Belichick's probably having a talk right now. Mr. Patricia, could you come into Belichick's yes. office, please? Yes, exactly. He wants to demote you. You're now, you're now Scott Belichick's assistant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the problem. But, yes, you're absolutely right. Matt, how do you feel yeah. about uh, going back to Scott's side of the ball? <laughs> Working under Scott. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that some of that talk is about to go on. I really do, because I think there's already uh, Mark Davis and him, I think, are already you have at to odds. to Scott. He's your boss. You have to look down to your boss. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I think that uh, uh, I, and right now I want to get your opinion on uh, the uh, first half uh, MVP voting uh, that's going around. And right now, uh, Geno Smith is at the top of the heap. <laughs> How surprised are you by that? <laughs> you got to get your comment on that one. This guy is insane. You got to give him some credit I'll tell you, for the first I'll tell you half. The other thing, who's the best quarterback rating in the NFL? Yeah, I know. He, there's no doubt about it. Like when he plays, man, he, he's he's accurate and uh, and you, like yep. we said, you know, he wins, man. He's what is he? Eleven he and two. Perfect, a, you know, he yeah, he's the first quarterback of the season. He had a perfect quarterback rating half yesterday. The second half. Well, he's not. No, no, because Lamar Jackson. That's not true because Lamar Jackson was perfect for almost that entire game. He had the highest quarterback rating in the history of football. Yeah, I think uh, it was perfect. I think it's the, only, it's the only time he was perfect for a half, though. They said that's what they said on ESPN before that it was the first perfect half of the season. Tour, like, well, Lamar right? Jackson didn't he? He was perfect almost through the whole game when we played him. Well, Remember, he, he broke that I record, he, and I guess yeah, but I guess he didn't get the whole. Half, I guess. They I said for one did, half, but... he was the first guy that did it. That's what they said. Oh. All right. All I can tell you, I'm not a live sports viewer. All right? I, oh, I you're not. I don't know how to do a quarter. You're not. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. I, I, I must have clicked, okay. clicked the wrong button. I got to get you out of here. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> I was under the wrong impression. Well, on that note, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Miami Dolphins Legend Show without Elias. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own voice Took a beat on the northern plains And just roll that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Met a girl and we had a few drinks And I told her what I decided to do 
say a thing. 